recording now so <laughs> welcome to the enter vr podcast this is uh i'm chris miranda um and this is the podcast where we talk about all things virtual reality and a lot more today i'm joined by kai from hawaii and evan from hawaii <laughs> yeah. you guys are the founders of the archive um welcome how are you great thanks for having us <laughs> good good um all right guys so fill me in what is what is the archive let's start off with the plain and simple uh, you want to take that one evan Sure. So the archive is a compository of virtual memories that people have while they're inside of uh, virtual reality worlds and different experiences. They're allowed to capture their own content and uh, share it with the rest of the world. Cool. How long have you been working on the archive now for? Um, I guess three years. Yeah. Pretty much. It feels like it's, it's around there. <laughs> it feels like a two decade. And a half, three years. <laughs> I was saying, people asked me that a while ago, and I used to say two and a half, but I think... Half a year has passed since I used to say two and a half. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's go with three. How about um, where the idea came from? Like, how did that moment totally. happen? So the way it started, um, basically, I had a dream in 2011 where I was sitting on this beach. Um, you know, I already get to do that all the time living in Hawaii, so this was nothing new. But the special part of the dream was that as I was sitting on this beach, all of a sudden it faded away to reveal that I was actually just sitting in my room. And I thought, well, that's really strange. And so I woke up the next day, and I kind of just, like, wrote that down. And, you know, it was kind of a weird dream. Fast forward to 2012, I saw Oculus Rift on Kickstarter, right? And um, on the second day, I saw it. And this was actually the first time I even went to Kickstarter. So it was pretty weird timing. Um, and I just I thought, you know, this is probably how it happens. Like, if my dream is possible sitting on a beach and then all of a sudden I'm not at a beach anymore. Um, I think this is how it happens. These goggles, you know, they put you somewhere else and ultra-wide field of view, you know, low latency. And I was like, huh, this is special. So I backed it. And before I even got it, I started making the archive. But it wasn't called the archive. It was called Riftify. Because the idea was there were all these pictures on Flickr, um, this, this photo group for equirectangular photos. But nobody was really thinking, oh, let's look at these in VR, right? And I thought, well, this is perfect. These photos are meant for VR, right? 
So I kind of just download a bunch of Creative Commons photos off of Flickr and um, just made my own little app within the browser using VR.js, which was the first way you could make a VR-enabled website mm -hmm. back in the day, um, before WebVR came along. And so Riftify was the first way people could view their own photos in VR. Um, VR Player out, was out there as well, of course. Uh, it was great software. Um, but this was more of a website, right? More of a social sharing. You know, you get a URL and you can share that URL with somebody. Um, you know, inspired by sites like Imager, you know, Imager's awesome, right? So. You call it Imager or Inger? <laughs> Imager. Imager. Okay. Yeah. All right. That debate yeah. we will have later on yeah. in the podcast. We will resolve that once for all. Once and for all. Um, by the way, who's ever who's ever listening to this podcast? All four of you. Um, just so you know, there's um, we're recording this at a co-working space in San Francisco. Um, so we're, our voices are going to be competing with the voices of the other people out there. So we'll apologize in advance. Hang in there. It's going to be a good talk. Um, going back to what you said earlier. So so your dream in a way is. Is V-Archives um, sort of, uh, came, did it come from this idea of like, how do I bring people inside my dreams? Like, how do I show them what it, like, or, or was it more more than that? It, it was it was this interesting feeling of this, this dream was kind of different than any of these other dreams that I had had. Um, it felt like I was actually there. Like, almost like, this is going to sound weird, but it was like, it was a memory that didn't happen yet. And so, in a way, I guess I was sort of compelled to build it because it didn't exist, and it was like, okay, it doesn't exist. Either someone else is going to make this, right, and it's going to happen in the future with these goggles, or I can do it. And I just thought, well, this is pretty damn cool. You know, this is a new frontier. Nobody knows what the rules are. Nobody's really made much. I mean, the, the experiences that were out at the time were Rift Coaster and Tuscany, mm -hmm. and that was it. <laughs> and so... There's just a lot um, left to do in VR, you know, a whole lot of unexplored potential. Um, and so, yeah, I've kind of just been on that mission to make that dream real. And we're part of the way there because now I can, you know, feel like I'm on a virtual beach. We can do that. But we still need to have that part of the dream where it can fade away and reveal my room. So I was actually thinking, you know, these goggles, they're part of the equation, but we also need, like, stereo pass-through cameras or you know, something so that we could still see outside. Yeah. Do you think AR is is another solution to that? Um, or do you want to stay within, um, to, do you still want to, in a way, I'm trying to figure out what would be a more... I uh, thought it would be stereo pass-through cameras. Stereo pass-through yeah, cameras? Yeah, I think, I think VR, um, and actually the right term would be MR, mixed yeah, reality. reality. But now that Magic Leap is kind of taking that term and using it how they wish... Um, but mixed reality traditionally, at least how I understood it, was if you're looking at a virtual, you're looking at a screen, right? Mm -hmm. You don't you don't have um, like a, a waveguide or something. You're not looking through transparent glass. You're looking at a screen that on the screen you're seeing the camera views, right, pass through. And I still think there's lots of potential there. I mean, you might have you probably saw a Leap Dragonfly, right? Mm -hmm. And that kind of shows that it's possible. Right. Um, and combined with Leap, how crazy is that, right? You can then use your hands, right, using the same cameras that are used for pass-through. And um, at the same time, it was pretty interesting because I remember there was an earlier Oculus press release where they um, had some slides. I think it was from an NVIDIA 
conference or something, but mm-hmm. they have a slide from the early days where they have passed through stereo cameras mm-hmm. on their CV1 prototype render. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was getting all excited. I was like, oh my god, the dream is happening. Oh my god, ah! <laughs> so that was really exciting. Um, but then that didn't actually happen. So uh, no big deal. Yeah. VR is still pretty amazing. It's coming. Yeah, it's it's coming. It's just a matter um, of time. So tell me more about your background before you know this 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 thing just took off. Like what uh, what were you doing before uh, getting involved in virtual reality? Evan, what what did you start off with? Uh, I got my I was in college for when I was at the University of Hawaii. Um, I was the uh, president of the, of the Entrepreneurs Club there. Got my starts helping out a lot of people run their own businesses. Um, pretty wide variety. We had like t-shirt companies, we had restaurants, we had tech companies, uh, a couple of like robotics kind of companies as well. It was a lot of fun just like getting to help out students with that. Met, met a lot of really cool people. Met did, me. Right? Yeah, met him. <laughs> yeah, did a startup weekend, met him, and uh, oh, cool. yeah, a lot of other good people in the community. Yeah, so we kind of just you know, came together around this central idea of VR, and this is around the same time I started the Hawaii VR meetup, so, you know, getting some like minds together, um, it was great, had a lot of good times. Yeah, was it, um, so what was, what was it like being in Hawaii at the time of, you know, in the first days, the first, like, year of, of, of this second wave of VR, like, what was that like, that first year? Uh, it was crazy, I mean, nobody knew what VR was, right, <coughs> most people had no idea, um, so we got to be the ambassadors and, you know, show basically the entire island, as many people as we could, right, we'd, we'd bring it to every, you know, um, startup you know, focused event, we'd, we'd be there with the goggles, mm-hmm. uh, pitch events, startup weekends. We'd always show up and, yeah, I mean, we, we actually had our meetup running every week because, you know, we wanted to have the most impact that we could. Um, and, you know, monthly, in, in retrospect, might have made more sense just because, um, you know, people are busy a lot. And it kind of helps to just say, okay, this day, set aside this day, right, and then have a bunch of stuff happen. But there's one problem. We were the only VR company in Hawaii, so it's not like we could have, you know, a huge VR expo or something. Come come visit and you'll see (laughs) us demoing, you know. So um, that was a little bit of a struggle. Um, It's not so much a struggle over here. There's a lot of VR companies. There's a lot of hardware startups. Um, But still, we managed to get, you know, a little bit north of 50, 60 members. Um, interestingly, we, we, we stopped having meetups uh, after a while because um, we just got too busy working on mm-hmm. V-Archive. And the group just keeps growing anyway. We, we haven't had a meetup in, um, well, we had a meetup right before we left, you know, as a going away party sort of a deal. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing how as VR has taken off, people are still joining the group. And in fact, more than ever before are joining the group. So we're passing off um, organizership, I guess, to a friend of ours. Oh, cool. Gabe, he's a um, teacher. Yeah. He's oh, also on Reddit, Hawaiianon. <laughs> he made that uh, Reddit, that picture that went, um, it's one of the top, it might have been even the most upvoted post on the subreddit at one time. It's the, 
uh, rest in peace Oculus, and there's like there's a tombstone. It was about uh, the Facebook acquisition. Oh time. yeah, people were freaking out. Oh yeah, they were. That's yeah. funny. Um, so so I, I take it Gary, you said his name is Gabe. Gabe. He's um he has a plan to continue growing the meetup as time yeah. goes on. And yeah, that's and awesome. He's uh he's Good also here. he's a teacher at the school Iolani. Oh. Uh, they hosted the last meetup we had. Also, he teaches a class actually on VR oh, today. Oh, sweet! Yep. So you, you know, yeah, using yeah, yeah. he has been since uh, I guess DK one because I mean Oculus hooked him up with the DK one I think back in the day. Oh, sweet! Yeah, so that's pretty great. Pays he'll, he'll off to be a true it. believer. That's yeah, good. it does, and the kids love it. You know, um, and so it's really fun going there and seeing that you know they get it. Mm-hmm. And maybe not everybody else does, but at least the the kids, the youth do. Right, yeah. the future gets it and yeah. they're super into it all right so i've been i've been under the impression for a little while um or not actually for a little more than a little while that i um that i sort of live in a bubble here <laughs> in san francisco silicon valley and i'd like to get your thoughts slash your experience on what it's like to go from hawaii which is an awesome fucking place in the first mm-hmm. place to silicon valley which is sort of strange land um in many ways sure. like what's it been like what's uh, what are the main differences between Silicon Valley, Hawaii. Yeah, uh, I guess I can talk about that. So there's there's actually been a lot of big uh, movements happening in Hawaii right now. They try to make Hawaii kind of like Silicon Valley, which is kind of interesting. They call it startup paradise. Um, there's you know there's accelerators, all those co-working spaces. There's all these new initiatives set up by the state government and stuff like that. None of that existed like three four years ago. Okay. So it was like total just like no one even heard of a startup before in Hawaii before about a couple years ago. So now it's kind of like a new leaf for them. We're like, okay, we should do this because it helps the economy and it makes jobs. And <laughs> Who would have this known? Is magic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, it's kind of weird how that's kind of taking place. But here it's much, of course, very different. Um, you know, there's actually probably more like money here in like a block in San Francisco than there is the entire state of Hawaii like in forms of like funding or investment or any kind of help really. <laughs> Probably two blocks. Yeah. <laughs> it would be modest here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's crazy. Um, and what's it been like what's been your experience like um, you know what how is your life different today than is uh, than as if you were living in Hawaii like what, take me through your typical day in Hawaii versus your typical day out here now. So uh, in Hawaii, I'd say that um, just because it's so nice outside, you kind of you know feel like you should go outside, right? But then we're working on VR, so it's like this weird paradox or some sort. We're like, what? You know, people kind of look at us like we're crazy sometimes. Um, here, not the case. Um, you know, it's not so much about how ripped you are and how tan you are and you know stuff like that. It's it's more about um, you know what things you've created um, and the impact those things will have, you know, um, the change you make in the world, right? So those kinds of ideas that are around here are just incredible. And um, yeah, like dropping out of college, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Like everyone does that here in the valley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every, people do that in Hawaii. Evan and yeah. I both, you know, <laughs> decided to uh, stop our college education, put it on pause to focus on the archive, mm. and. Um, People in Hawaii are supportive for sure, yeah. uh, but people here are a lot more supportive. Of yeah, that. it's just like, oh yeah, that's what, that's what everyone does here. It's not like real. Like my auntie did that, or whatever. My cousin did that. Yeah, sure, I did it's it. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped out in of grad there, school for VR. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so you know, you mentioned something earlier that made me think about you know perhaps you've had experiences where you've had these sort of philosophical conversations with people back in Hawaii because you are in a place that is 
more or less paradise. Yeah. And you're, you're working in this technology that is very, you know, indoor kid-like. Um, and so did you ever get into philosophical conversations or debates with someone about... All know, the time. Yeah. <laughs> so what, is that, like, what did that look like? What were your, like, comebacks or uh, what would they say? You know, the people that are good friends of ours uh, aren't really critical, you know, especially because once they try it, right, we just we put it on their head and then they say, oh, my God, this is the future. Um, but definitely there's there's some pushback from people who just don't want to put it on their head. I don't want to mess up my hair, you know, things like that. Because um, it's kind of superficial in, in, in some ways, you know, just it doesn't look cool to put on your head, stuff like that. Or... Uh, yeah, people people bring up like what happens when everybody's just in VR all the time and we don't socialize with each other. I mean, look at how bad cell phones are, right? They've destroyed us. Oh my God, VR is going to destroy us even more. And um, you know what I say to them? I say, okay, but you know what? We're going to be creating way smarter kids that are going to cure cancer because they're going to have way better educational paradigms than we have, right? And that's kind of like today, right? We have way better education than our parents did and our grandparents did. And every generation gets smarter and smarter because of that. More smarter people leads to more innovation in all sectors. Medical, right? I mean, medical's huge, education's huge. And I just try to relay that to anybody who's skeptical. Um, because even if you think it's an isolating technology, you know that you can go back and forth about how isolating VR is for days. Because um, it is in some senses, you know, you're you're putting this thing on your head. Uh, you can't see outside unless you have a vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they disabled the camera. Did you see the up, the latest update? Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, you're right. Um, and so, where do you find that happy? You know, where do you think, in your mind, at least in your opinion, what is the happy medium between experiencing the real world and experiencing in VR? Like, is 20 hours a week enough? For some, you know, enough for 40 hours. How much time is is would be the happy medium in your mind? You know, at least I think in your it, I think it totally depends on the person. Right. And everyone yeah. should, you know, do what they want. So, what's your personal, uh, you know, preference? What would be? Honestly, like it, it completely varies depending on what the schedule is like. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, if I have tons of free time, I'm willing to do marathons. You know, yeah. I can I can be in VR as long as I want to be. Um, it's it's more like how many hours a day do people actually have to get into VR, right? If you're holding a job, if you have family, you have kids or something, like how long can you actually be in VR before those other parts of your life are, you know, affected? Or how long uh, until those other parts of your life are in VR so you just do them in VR? Exactly. Like how long before exactly. you can do your right. job in VR? How exactly. Long before There's two sides to every coin. I don't know if you can change your kids' diapers in VR <laughs> yet. Yeah. But pets are cameras there. Or just don't have kids and have virtual kids <laughs> instead and then you can. See, well, that's where I'm going to have to draw the line and say that I'd rather have a clone than a kid. If I'm going <laughs> to, if something's going to come out of me. I'm with you on that one. I'd rather have a clone. I'm with you on that one. Because <laughs> then, because then I can really impose on this child being, you know, my like my aspirations that I could never have been. You know, I, I was never able to be a world-class professional soccer player, mm -hmm. and if I impose that on, on on a kid, like a biological kid, I feel bad. But if it were a clone, mm -hmm. shit, right? it's a whole other story. And the other the other flip side of that is your clone's probably gonna listen to you. Yeah. Right? Because it's you. Yeah, dude, right? listen to me. 
Like, no, I don't want to listen to you. But you are me. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be some weird, <laughs> some weird debates. Yeah. I, love, I probably wish my clone was a little taller than me, a little stronger. And <laughs> a little stronger. Yeah. All right, all right. Some genetic yeah. modification. Yeah. Maybe he can carry you around in his shoulder. <laughs> you probably make a team if he was six feet tall. You should make a team. There you go, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so tell me more about your you know relationship as founders. You know, how is it like? How do you guys complement each other? Like, how does it work? You know, how do you make this work without murdering each other? You know, <laughs> at the end of the workday. Uh, well, working in VR helps for starters. I think if we were doing something that wasn't as fun, um, we'd probably get into more arguments. Uh, but I can't remember the last time we really had an argument. You know, we have disagreements. We don't really have yeah, arguments. No arguments. Like, we don't agree on everything, of course. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But like, I mean, you, you can pretty much talk anything out. Yeah. Um, starting a company is definitely stressful. So you need you yeah, need you're go you need a founder stuff. who you can <laughs> be stressed around. You know, and like I I definitely blow up sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> oh, but I I can feel comfortable knowing that Evan's there and he'll talk me down. You know, and vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of support is great. I didn't have that support when I started the archive. I was solo, and it was really hard in the beginning. Um, nobody knew what VR was. And as a solo, solo first-time founder, people are less likely likely to invest and you know care what you're saying because you could just be some crazy guy <laughs> trying to get money. Uh -huh. But if you're like five crazy guys, it's right, pretty low. Right. You it's know. like yeah. okay. <laughs> right. So one thing I learned right is the the first key to success is showing that you can build a team around an idea, right? Because if you can't convince somebody else to join you, how are you going to convince an investor to invest? So, um, yeah, the first step was, you know, team. And I wouldn't be here without Evan, and it's it's been fantastic. Tell me what, um, you know, what, what sorts of tips or advice could you give someone out there? Because I run into a lot of people who are struggling with finding a founder. Yep. Um, and, 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 it's, and it's not like an easy decision. It's like a marriage, uh, yeah, you know, a kind of like, you know, yeah. commitment kind of decision. And so, you know, what do you, you know, what, what helped you in finding someone? And, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you pick other people to join you later on? What are you going to... Hang around in a startup community near you, uh, <clears throat> like starting today. If you're looking for a founder um, in a year, start today. Yeah, don't Hang, rush it. Yeah. Sure. Don't, don't don't just go to a strange, thing. you know, a random mixer and just oh hey, I just met you. Let's do a company together. I mean that works, I'm sure Sometimes. for for many people. Yeah. Um, but from personal experience, it's been way better to you know I I knew Evan for a while before we brought him on. And we didn't actually, I had another co-founder, Jesse, um, and we actually interviewed Evan for a different role, more of a temporary role. Um, but that, we, we changed our minds <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, you know, we gave him the option, do you want to do this temporarily or do you want to be in the long run? And at the time, we, you know, had 1% of our technology built. Uh, most things were conceptual. So... I mean, for most people, it's a pretty hard sell. But when when you're tossing VR into the equation, it becomes kind of a lot easier. I think. I mean, I think that was part of the equation, right? Yeah. If I had just said, "Hey, we're going to start an agriculture company," you know, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna is go. that as exciting to be a part of? 
Yeah, not really. I mean, honestly, I didn't. The day we did, we did that interview, I actually didn't even know we were doing a technical interview. I just thought we were like <laughs> celebrating the fact that you got into blue startups. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, what uh, you know, and so what made you? What attracted you to VR? What what's attracting you now? You know, Evan, in your in your experience. Uh, a lot of it, like we talked about earlier, just like there's a lot of new things. You know, mm -hmm. like there's not many times. You know, in human history, you get to be like at the forefront of a new kind of medium that's going to shape, you know, every other industry. Like, it's kind of like, kind of reminds me of like the early internet days or like early Microsoft days kind of thing. And everyone's like, yeah, well, no one's gonna, actually going to use these computers. Like, I would have them in their house. Like, what? But now Why would people know, use a yeah. mouse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But, you know, people like Gates, them saw it, you know, and they pioneered everything. So. It's pretty cool to be on like kind of like a new era of that. Technology. And the people yeah. in this space are incredibly cool. That's like you're it. pretty damn cool. I'm alright. Right. <laughs> don't 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 boost my ego. Don't boost my ego. It's, Sorry. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing for humanity. If it's that just happens. In, in general, okay. Speaking generally, yeah, I agree. Most yeah, people are people. pretty. Cool I, I really do. Most people are really awesome. They they really are. Um, and so you know what I wanted to ask you is before you threw me off with your. You know, compliments there. Um, um, yeah, walk me through your vision. Um, your, what is your long-term vision for this company, for this baby that you're carrying around? You know, these. What does it look like? You know, part of that's understood by us. Part of it isn't. Um, it's it's kind of the whole concept has been shaped and reshaped as we've gone along. Mm -hmm. Right. We actually started off pitching to investors a pocketable VR system. So we made the world's first pocket VR system. It was called Pocket VR. Um, we were trying to raise money to produce it in China and, you know, get it out to a lot of people. This is before Google Cardboard, right? Mm. Um, Dorovis Dive existed, but it was $80. And I was like, that's stupid. You shouldn't spend $80 <laughs> on a piece of plastic. Yeah. Love you guys, Dorovis. You're all cool. Dorovis are cool. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are cool guys. But yeah. But so $80 is ridiculous. $80 is a little I, I, steep. It's crazy. Yeah. So we wanted to make this thing, but you know, our mentors in Hawaii were like, no, it's hardware is hard. You should just focus on software. So we did. Um, the reason why I'm saying this is like just explaining how it's evolved because mm -hmm. it hasn't just been how do we look at pictures in VR. Yeah, no, walk uh, me through this. I'm, it's I'm very the pocketable glad you are. VR thing. The reason for that, besides just democratizing VR, was it seemed like a better way to view the content uh, that we had on our website, easier than you know plugging in a DK2 to your computer and finding a power outlet to plug into. Um, you know, we, we would do demos at Starbucks and stuff like that. And that's, you know, sometimes inconvenient if somebody's taken all the plugs already. Um, so, yeah, that, that was part of the thought process. Is like, how do we make creating, viewing, and sharing these 360 photos in VR easier, better, faster, awesomer, right? So that, that kind of led us to the realization after we dropped that, we realized Worm Slayer. One of the our Oculus moderators, right? Yeah. He uploaded this uh, 360 screenshot of Minecraft that he created, you know, manually. You look in one direction, take a screenshot, turn a little bit, take another one, and then take all those pictures, put them in a stitching program, stitch them, and then you have that. And so he uploaded it, it to VR. Is Wormslayer working for Google yet? Because that dude is yeah, know, right? super smart, and <laughs> I don't understand why he's broke. <laughs> I don't understand. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. Warm Slayer, dude. You 
holy shit, you're going to be rich uh, one day. Um, so, so Wormslayer kind of inspired that's us awesome. to take a focus on virtual photography because um, that, you know, that process was kind of ridiculous and it didn't, it was, it was too drawn out. You had to take all these pictures, stitch them externally. Um, it took too long. It needed to be something where you could just push a key on the keyboard, like print screen, and the panorama would just magically happen. Um, and so we ended up talking to uh, Everyday VR and you know other Redditor, and uh, we said, hey, we want to make this thing. What do you think? And he's like, oh, that's cool. I was actually thinking about making something like that. And we're like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. And we're like, okay, well, let's do it. He's like, okay. Okay, well, let's do it. So we commissioned him to uh, make the Unity plugin um, and nice. got that out on the asset store, got yeah. it out to some people. It was used, and uh, the reception was overwhelmingly good. Um, everybody seemed to have you know, more of a need for it than um, real-world photos. You, know, you, you look at Reddit and people post you know, a real-world 360 photo, is that really that interesting to somebody who spends most of their time in VR, right? Um, we it didn't end up being as interesting to you know the people in VR as actual pictures created in VR. Hold on one second. So this is very interesting line of thinking here. So you're saying that people who spend the majority of their time in real life are more compelled to relate to photos that are 360. Um, from real life, yes, and people who spend the majority of their time or more time in VR considerably, are um, they find that 360 photos from in engine are more compelling than real life photos? This is correct. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Tell me why. I mean, why, me why too, personally. I mean, yeah. after after all this happened, um, <clears throat> I mean, I initially fell in love with real real world 360, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the issue is, you know, I wanted to create my own stuff. I wanted to be a 360 photographer. And so I really spent like a year trying to become the best 360 photographer I could. I bought an SLR camera, fisheye lens. You know, I, I learned the tricks of the trade from, you know, really cool people. Um, but these are guys who have spent like the past 10, 20 years mastering the craft, right? So it became clear pretty quickly that, you know, I can get the nicest camera, you know, I can get the nicest fisheye lens, but at the end of the day, you know, am I gonna actually be able to take that many great pictures? So this was before Rico Theta came out and made taking real-world pictures easier, right? So once that came out, I was like, okay, I gotta get that too, right? So I got a Rico Theta, started taking pictures with that, but then it was like, oh, the resolution is so low. Yeah. Dang it! You know, so I was kind of torn. Like, it needs to be 360 photography needs to be as easy as pushing this button, but you know, you need to have the great, awesome quality. No, no stitching artifacts, no seams. You need to have epic quality, but at the push of a button. And so, real, uh, real world wasn't a way to do that, um, especially because all these things cost money, right? And the most, the easiest way to democratize technology is to make it free, right? So that's kind of why we took our turn and focused on virtual. Initially, it was just like, well, this is something everyone could do if they wanted to, mm -hmm. you know. Um, do people want to do this? Yeah, I guess people do. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how we got there. Oh, fascinating. Really interesting. So continue. So I, oh, I yeah. So, like so uh, to, to go on is like why 
virtual world content is like more compelling to people who spend time in VR. It's like you relate to it because if you see a picture taken in a place that you've been in VR, you relate to it. With people that you know in VR, you relate to it, right? Mm. Um, what, what would Facebook be like if all the pictures were of places and people you've never seen? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a totally different uh, feeling. So the idea for your platform in the future is to capture or to if make an emphasis on virtual worlds more than real world at this point? Yes. Oh, okay. Completely. Because um, there's many services, you know, that exist for real world 360 content. Yeah. There's tons. And there's there's new one every day because everybody wants to get a piece of that VR action. Yeah. Right? So um, this is kind of just how we differentiate as, you know, we, we get to know that we're doing something no one else is doing. And I'm sure we're going to have competitors, uh, but so far not yet. And so that's been kind of great for us. We get to experiment a lot, try new things. Um, just yesterday, was yesterday the 20th or was that the day before? Today is the 22nd. Oh, okay. Well, so on 420, I, uh, I got to make what I think is the world's first stereo 360 wiggle gif that is made in VR. Yeah, it's it's, you know... When you have a stereo pair and you alternate between the pictures, yeah, left and, you, and right, you know, and it wiggles. almost feels like it has that parallax. Yeah, effect. exactly. If you close one eye, you can see depth. Huh. It's a pretty interesting effect. So you can see depth out of one eye, right? Monocularly. Okay, right. cool. So it's it's like we wouldn't be able to keep on pushing the limits of what can we do, what's new, what's what haven't people thought of, you know, what what can we do with this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, there's not so much of that in real world 360 because, you know, the barrier to entry is pretty high. We could experiment with new kinds of 360 camera rigs and whatnot, but it would cost money that we don't have. You know, like mm -hmm. a Thirty grand Facebook camera. Thirty grand Facebook <laughs> camera. You know, X GoPros rig. You know, those things are great, but they cost money. So walk me through, or give me a glimpse of your strategy to be that platform that everyone's photos is on. You know, like, are you going to form partnerships with uh, publishers or uh, game studios? Are you gonna try to form partnerships or collaborate with? Um, other companies and what do those deals look like? You know, give me give me a glimpse into that strategy. Sure. Um, so basically, we're starting off uh, with strong integrations with the social VR platforms. And um, if you run a social VR platform out there and you want to let your users take pictures uh, like this, then get in contact with us because we think social VR is really you know one of the spaces in VR where uh, people will take lots of screenshots. So something like Janus, Altspace, Janus, VR Chat. Right, so we're integrated with those three currently. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, I, I swear you did not pay me to say that, <laughs> or no yeah, one did. Yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah, that was a good but, guess. Yeah, good guess. <laughs> any, other, any other ones besides the ones I mentioned? Maybe uh, yeah, Project we, Sensor? We have a few in the pipeline um, okay. that aren't public yet. That would be cool. Okay. Yeah, that would be awesome. But they're going to be big, hopefully, or recognizable? Yes. That's awesome. Um, but also, you know, a lot of the other little guys, too. Um, there's a lot of these platforms, and, and not just social VR, but there's you know any any virtual experience that you want to be able to share with people, uh, give them a little preview of what it is. That's that's kind of what we're specializing in is giving people a little taste of an experience. Yeah. Like you'll 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 notice. Uh, I think a lot of people have commented on Reddit that the navigation, the UI for you know Oculus Home or you know these other stores. 
it's kind of weird because you you have this awesome virtual experience, but you're forcing these developers to compress their preview into a rectangular 2D thumbnail, mm-hmm. and it's like what? Why? We <laughs> in order to preview a VR experience, you should just put somebody in it, you know, not in its entirety, entirety, but at least just visually a preview from a static fixed viewpoint. I think that that goes a long way. Yeah. Comparatively. I think um, I think the best the best the, the people who have the best UI in terms of giving you preview for their content are porn sites. <laughs> because if you see a, a GIF, yeah. uh, a porn GIF, then you know exactly what you're you know a glimpse of what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking from a satisfied customer perspective, I think that VR needs something like that, like VR GIFs or GIFs, <laughs> whatever you may call it, <laughs> um, that allow you to have that preview sort of feature. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, is, that, is that out there yet? Is there, is there maybe is there something out there where I can, I can press a button on a thumbnail mm-hmm. and all of a sudden my HMD is running a preview GIF mm-hmm. GIF thing? Yeah, we we have done that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's sorry, it's not online anymore, so I can't tell you what the URL is. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Are we, you gonna bring ex- it back? That's that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. The, there's a few limitations though mm-hmm. with capturing. Um, you can't exactly do it in real time with today's technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do it offline. So if if, I guess if you are a developer who wants to play around with this kind of stuff, reach out to us. We could show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, looping content's pretty cool because it's low bandwidth. You can uh, have higher resolution than you know the video codecs allow. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to do crazy things like Facebook does, where they do pyramidal, you know, distortion and uh, pre-render all these different views and switch between them. Um, so it's 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 more simplified than video than the video workflow and pipeline. Yeah, I I'm, I'm finding myself um, going less and less to r slash videos and more to r slash gifs slash gifs whatever you call it. Um, <laughs> because good. Yeah. yeah, because the gifs just move on just fast and you know I can get through that page in like five minutes at, right. at the most. Right. Our videos is like you know two hours of my time and spending totally. that black hole and, I'm, totally. and then later on I'm regretting my life's choices I'm like no reddit you did it again to me and you did it again I'm inside of you you want to know a fun fact uh-huh. so I don't remember where I read this so I, I might be misquoting here but apparently the sweet spot for 360 video uh, content is about a minute oh. yeah. people usually watch a minute of 360 content but then after that it starts trailing off okay so, just fun fact. So, sweet spot. What a, what's the sweet spot for regular video then? I'm not sure, but okay. that'd be that would be nice to know off the top yeah, of my head. Be interesting to compare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, is VR Archive gonna be uh, incorporating? Actually, I know I know that YouTube's algorithm promotes longer content. Yeah. So that's another thing to think about. Using YouTube's current algorithm, if the sweet spot is a minute, mm-hmm. and their algorithm promotes longer content, it's mm-hmm. not gonna work. What is what does that mean? for 360 content and how people are going to let their content go viral. I don't know, but the answer might be 42 to that question. (laughs) Um, Here's something else that I was thinking about. Um, Were you going to say something just now, Evan? Yeah, go for it. Um, Okay. Uh, I 
think I lost my train of thought. So elephants. Let's move forward and just let me ask you, like, what do you guys do to decompress, to relax, to have fun when you're not thinking about VR, um, and when you're trying to, you know, do something fun and not, you know, federally illegal. <laughs> Depends which state I'm in. Okay. <laughs> very good point. Um, yeah, any video games you played lately? Rocket League or anything that's... I'm a Fallout guy. Fallout guy, mm -hmm. okay. Um, what about you, Evan? Uh, yeah, when we were in Hawaii, I, mean, we used to, we got, I used to go on a lot of hikes. Cool. Um, go for a run. Still try to run around here, but not as nice to run here. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yeah. Right. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's all right. It's not too bad. I wish we had more toucans and <laughs> like, you know, wild birds flying past you that we could that you could experience, but instead you get, you know, turkeys and I don't know. There's a park I think next to our, our place we're staying at now. It's supposed to be like a humongous park apparently, but I haven't ran there yet. What's the name of the park, do you know? Um, I don't know. It's, it's by like it's in Los Gatos area. Yeah. Los Gatos. It's like a huge park apparently. It's like it stretches like 10 miles somewhere that according to our landlord. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So cool. I haven't yet to run that park yet, but it looks cool. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Sounds yeah. like a Skyrim-like adventure awaits you. Yeah. Hope I don't get lost in the park. Yeah. Go cut you like I'm in the park somewhere. Yeah. Next yeah. Make to, sure like, you have reception. <laughs> yeah. Although it'd be completely honest i spend pretty much all my time on vr archive vr uh, yeah, yeah. And, and eating and sleeping and that's pretty much you know <laughs> you you fit in just well just right here in silicon valley you're, you're definitely you're definitely yeah, we'll be like, like watching a movie or something we'll get a ping like oh crap we go back to work and you know, <laughs> there goes the movie yeah. like free time is is working i mean it's it's yeah. so fun the two kind of just mesh together. What is one aspect of your work that you think you can pass on to someone else or a robot or something, you know? Because oh, I'm question. sure not all of it is 100% perfect and elation and orgasms. I'm sure there's a part of it that it's kind of like, you know, after you orgasm, it's kind of like, ugh. Oh, fundraising, know. probably fundraising. Oh, really? Fundraising is the draining part. Oh, uh, I can't imagine. It's, oh, it's so draining. Yeah. I know there's like new like AI boss now like set your calendar for you, mm -hmm. which does actually help a lot. I haven't actually used them personally yet, but a lot of my friends have used it. Actually, it's pretty cool. Uh, Amy um, AI yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah I'm in the wait cool. list. Oh like, yeah, I'm kind of in the wait list. Um, I don't know what number I am. Yeah, James, <laughs> down, he's using it's it, cool. and um, she kind of works. Kind of okay. works. There's a few of them now out there, but it's, uh, I don't know which one's the best. But if you know the best one out there on podcast, you should recommend that to us because that'd be helpful. Yeah, try out, try it out, Amy, because um, yeah. that's the only one I know. Yeah. But that is cool. Someone yeah, that can that just like schedule yeah. your meetings for you. Yeah. That'd a true cool. virtual assistant. A true virtual assistant. Yeah, that should yeah. be their slogan. It also be better if they told me like a little background about who's talking to me again because there's like we've so many different meetings. It's like, wait, who am I talking to again? Yeah. His name is what now? How to pronounce his name and what does he do? Okay, that's what I need to know. Yeah. How how have you uh, have you gotten better? Obviously over time doing these meetings you know what oh, yeah, was it like in the beginning and how, you, how are you like now definitely 100 times yeah, like, yes I yeah. think we get better every time yeah. uh, it's just a process that like Practice. you can't just like in what way like what do you think is getting better when you're the more you do um, this it's just like knowing your product yeah. in and out really I think is the biggest thing right because yeah. in the beginning you walk into meetings and you're, they're like okay tell me what you do and you think and you're like okay there's like a thousand ways I can explain what we do. <laughs> how should I? How does? Since how should I explain are, yeah. it to this person? Because it's like it seems that everybody we meet has a different reaction, yeah. and it's like the pitch needs to be 
you know, for them, right? Yeah. Um, not everyone's gamers, so sometimes we talk about the real world stuff, mm -hmm. right? We kind of ease them into the gaming, you know, virtual worlds aspect. Um, you know, so just like that as an example, everyone's different, and I think that's also a big part of it is, so knowing your product in and out and being able to just talk about it like you live and breathe it, right? That just takes time of doing that every day. Um, and then also, you know, knowing who you're talking to is a big thing. Mm -hmm. you can, we can tell too, like you can see like little triggers, people will like pop, pop up when you say something and be like, that guy likes that part, okay, I'm going to focus all, all my talk <laughs> on this one part of the business of that. They're like, oh yeah, they like B2B stuff, okay, we're going to talk about B2B right. stuff. Then. Okay. Because if <laughs> yeah. you try to explain, you know, everything that VRChive does to someone, it takes a couple hours. And not everybody has a couple hours to... Yeah, they want to know the part that they care about. Yes, they just want to know fine. what they care about, and that's it. Mm, yeah. and you know, later later meetings, we can kind of go deeper. But mm -hmm. first first meetings with people, you don't want to just talk and talk and talk and talk. Yeah, like it's better to listen plan, to them, yeah. right? Listen to them, <laughs> see what they think, you know, read them. See what see what they think about what you're saying before just talk, talk, talk. Yeah. So I've done that before. I'm a talker. I just... Go in and talk, 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 talk. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I'm just like that. What do you think has been the worst mistake you've ever met, made in one of these meetings? One that you'll be like, man, that will, that will stick oh, with me forever. Oh, I know what forever. it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Python guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now you said it. You have to say it I don't know if it was a mistake, but it's kind of an interesting experience. It was weird. Can we talk about it? Yeah, I mean it's recording. It's kind of rude to just you know. Okay, we were we were all five of us are listening. Yeah, <laughs> we were refining our pitch at this pitch practice event, and um, you know we we gave a little PowerPoint presentation sort of. Or was there a deck? Was no, there was no deck. So there was no yeah. deck. So it was, it was just hard, it was just yeah. talking, um, which is much harder for a VR company. All right, because everyone knows demo is kind of like the first thing you do, do when you yeah. talk to somebody about yeah. what you do. Um, but so we gave the pitch and it went well and, you know, pretty well. It didn't go, you know, perfect or anything. Yeah. But, uh... Considering these, these people in the room were, like, pretty high up angels, you know, like, their pockets are pretty deep, they meant serious business, so... Yeah. I think we like, did okay very, considering the audience. Very, <laughs> very smart people who have lots of experience doing, um, venture capital and stuff. So there's this one guy, um, who was on the Python team and he said... Oh, I almost bought you guys, but, and I'm like, wait, but, what? <laughs> and he's like, but, you guys are open source, and it's just like, mm, open source, you guys should make money. And I was just like, oh, dang it, you're right, we are open source, we give everything away for free, damn it. But at the same time, in retrospect, I mean, what... What would Python be like if it wasn't open source, right? Yeah. What kind of impact would Python have had, right? So I feel better now, but at the time it was kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said we're open source. Dang it. Yeah. So, you might have found out eventually, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. So, so what, uh, what is the? Um, all right, let's talk about open source versus closed closed source. Like, what is the reasoning? Why do you stand behind your, you know, what's your justification for staying? Open source, because open source is better, in my opinion. Just um, people can rapidly improve on concepts, you know, on code. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's just 
I think that once you make something open source, it makes it harder for other people to, you know, charge money for something that should be free. Like we kind of just thought, you know, everyone should just be able to take these screenshots in virtual worlds mm -hmm. in Unity and Unreal Engine for free. Mm -hmm. That's just how it should be. It should be something everyone can just put in their experiences and it's done. Is this what you said to that angel investor from Python? Yeah, I think we kind of said that, you oh, know, yeah. to some effect. Yeah. Um, but we're a pre-revenue company, right? So we're just basically bleeding money, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, not terribly. We're we're a lean startup, so we don't burn much. But yeah, I mean that's also kind of a hard sell to some investors. Some investors don't like, you know, companies that aren't already making money and you know yeah. but if, if you're already making money why do you need investors exactly yeah. so there's that um, yeah well that's interesting yeah um, do you see do you see that there do you see that there being a path um, to success or to achieving your goals not being open source for example can you see the other you know side of the argument can you see that investors point of view as to why you would try to build a build out a VR archive that is closed source um, what I can say is that we're working on other things simultaneously um, that aren't open source. Um, so that would have been the better thing to say to this Python guy is like, hey, not everything's uh, open source. Not everything's open source. Yeah. The part that's open source is the part that people, you know, developers integrate. Um, that should be open source, mm -hmm. but because you want people to use it, it's, right? I mean, it's not a successful product. No one uses it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, at the same time, there are versions. You know, things that similar Unity assets that do what our asset does, mm -hmm. but they charge money, and you know, people do buy that, even though ours is free and open source. People still pay, right? So it's like we could be making money if we charge for it, right? Do we make the wrong decision? I still don't think so. I think it's still totally worth it for, you know, the fact that anyone can integrate. Yeah, that's awesome. Because so, so not everybody has, you know, it's not that much money, 40 or $50 or 100 bucks. But, I mean, VR development isn't cheap already, you know. Yeah. I've already blown the bank 100 times on all my VR gear. Computers, new headset every six months, you know, new computer every six months. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not cheap. No. So we didn't want to be another thing people have to pay for to be able to do. Yeah, that's very commendable um, to hear. So the T-shirt that you're wearing, Evan, caught my attention, and it's because it's a T-shirt that unless unless you're in a certain group of yeah. people, like you don't get it. Like you, but I but I get the reference here. I get exactly what you're showing me with, with this pe picture, and it's a. Uh, I believe it's Dora the Explorer, <laughs> but no, it's not. Um, but I know that red. I know that red editor. I know that VR chat member. It's a photo of VR chat, right? And they're in the Tuscany villa. Um, and is that so? Is that a three? Is that a 360 photo broken down, or is that what yeah. is? That's small. a 360 photo reprojected into Little Planet format. Oh. That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> Definitely esoteric, unless you know what the Tuscany scene is. <laughs> yeah. Can I get one? Are you, oh, make, yeah. can you, are you making these like for sale? We have a couple. Okay. Um, this is the first batch. We're we're, make a lot more. Yeah. we're interested in you know potentially making a lot of these, yeah. not just with that image on it, but 
yeah, you'll hear more cool. from us later. That sounds cool. <laughs> so you're moving forward on so many fronts. You got uh, VRCive, you got VR T-shirt uh, company, you got <laughs> all sorts of stuff. We'll see. We'll see what ends up, you know, being the most important in time. We're kind of doing a lot, and uh, the T-shirt thing's cool, but not sure when we're going to get around to doing. Yeah, okay. It's a common founder problem. Yeah. You can do so many things. But uh, you should really just focus on a couple of things. And a lot of people will tell you that. Focus is the most common yeah. advice I have heard from people. Yeah, like sometimes you can do it. Like if it's not too out of the way. Um, but a lot of times it's like, yeah, I want to be here, I want to be this. But like you're only like two guys. Like yeah, it's better to be better at, you know, one, two things and be kind of good at like a hundred things. And no one's going to invest in a company that's kind of good at a hundred things. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> my, my thinking has been um, at least, if I mean, if you want to be... I mean, if you want to explore other areas, at least the fundamentals or at least the basics yeah. is a good place to start and hobby out of. For me, um, I'm I'm with you. There's too much time, to, yeah. too much stuff to do, not enough time in a day. Yeah. Um, and frankly, like I think, the one of the reasons why VR is so compelling to me is because I'm really waiting for the moment where VR will give me some of my time back. You know, uh, stuff that will make me a little bit more productive. Stuff that'll make me just a little bit more. Uh, spending more time doing what I want and less things that I, I have to do. Um, so well, I'm waiting for productivity in VR apps. Um, the next office work, workspace uh, in VR somehow. Um, those will be big. Um, so yeah, let's see. Let me, if I'm someone who's following the archive, um, what do I need to know right now? What is, give me an update, give me some announcements. What's going on with the archive that I should know as a customer? Um, so we're launching pretty dang soon. Cool. Um, it's been you know a long road to get to this point, but we finally think that the first big release of the archive is going to happen uh, probably in the next week if we stay on track. Awesome. And um, you can use it's actually. Right now, I'm not sure when you're going to post this podcast, but uh, depending on when you post it, there's going to be a paywall. Not really a paywall, but like there's you need to enter a code to access the website. We're in an early access mode right now because um, we wanted to let the people who have been supporting us since the beginning kind of get a sneak peek before everyone else does. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want a code, uh, you can use enter VR. 420 enter VR 420 is the code yeah that's yeah. the net number is totally coincidental okay. it means nothing uh, uh, it just it's just so it's just well, that was two number. days ago and that's that's when we spoke I think it was that's what we agree on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're just like what day is it today use that number there you go was, <laughs> that's exactly the number we're gonna use um, uh, for the for the code to gain access to the website one I have a question I have some photos in there from yeah. the last website are they still there yeah. they're still there yes yeah. cool thank you for yeah. holding on to those photos cooler, probably <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah. I have more photos to share at this year's Burning Man too, so uh, I'd be I'm excited. Oh yeah, you guys are coming up. Are you? Can you make it? Oh, that'd Maybe? be cool. That'd Hopefully. be so cool. Crossing yeah. my fingers. Yeah, me awesome. too. I'm crossing my fingers and my toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, join us. We're doing a camp. Uh, it's gonna be insane. Um, and we'll talk more about it after the podcast. Awesome. Um, but uh, anything else besides that? Are you any final thoughts? Anything that you wanted to? bring up before we start bringing things sort of to a close speak uh, now or forever no. hold your feet yeah um. <laughs> not that I can think of um, 
No, it was just really fun coming out here and hanging out and talking about stuff. Yeah. yeah. We're having a good time in the Valley. We've only been here for like less than a month, but we're having a ton of fun. That's and awesome. Looking forward to spending more time here. <laughs> so you're in Los Gatos right now. Yeah, right? Jose, Los Gatos. Area. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, that's a that's a nice little little town. I like it there. It's a cool yeah. area. Netflix yeah. is there, um, and Netflix is there. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know who else. I didn't there. know Netflix. Was yeah, there. we didn't know that either. Actually, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of good food there. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a ton of good food there. I I, well, uh, I went through. Um, you know, I, I I actually didn't know Netflix was there until a while ago, and I was as I was driving past the actual you know place the headquarters but, you know i saw the netflix sign <laughs> and then beneath it the letters that read netflix and chill and I, I was like, dude you guys need to erase that like, <laughs> seriously how many billions of dollars you're making and that's probably not you know if i i feel like you need to erase that like seriously you're, you're or maybe they're embracing the meme maybe, yeah, maybe. It's embracing like, the it's meme coin term you know like yeah. they're getting a lot of free press off of that you know yeah there's no one says like oh blockbuster and shell so you know oh, man. <laughs> don't give them any ideas yeah. that's true that's true <laughs> oh wait they don't exist anymore, yeah, they don't yeah. exist anymore god. So, yeah. god what else is going to be what, predictions i mean let's let, let's leave on this fun note what is yeah. is going to in your mind going to go the way of blockbuster um, Sears for a while I thought was gonna go the way of Blockbuster, yeah. but yeah. they're like hanging Starbucks. in there. Starbucks. Yeah, that's the front of Starbucks. Starbucks. No, I'm kidding. They're not going anywhere. Mm. Yeah. Unless unless uh, unless cocaine becomes as like uh, available as coffee, then people will switch or yeah. something like that. I just saw a documentary on Tower Records and oh. how that happened. <laughs> it's pretty informative. I recommend anybody who's you know kind of bored. Just check it out. Tower Records. Yeah. They're still around or no? They're gone. Uh, no, they're gone. They're gone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's one in Japan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Yeah. Has to be um, monumental like Blockbuster. It used to be everywhere. Yeah. Now they're gone. That's where I first got the N64 that I played on my birthday that one time. Oh. It was my first like 3D. Real 3D <laughs> polygon. Those were the days. Those were, those days. Yeah, I remember it opened up my imagination even more. Like to some degree, it was like, oh man, there's volume in this. There's, <laughs> I can walk in it. It's crazy. Can walk through it. Now blockbusters are just every you know every yeah. other blockbuster is now replaced by a Goodwill. I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, Sign of the times. Uh, Sign of the times. The, block, the blockbuster in my town got replaced by a pet store. A pet store. <laughs> you got that. Well, that's that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It's a big pet store. But yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. People are looking for a come up with twenty dollars in their pocket. And you know. Goodwill is a place to go for that. Yeah. Not that I am endorsed or sponsored by Goodwill, but if you do <laughs> listen to this podcast, CEO of Goodwill, please do. Um, Checked for Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> Good. There we go. There you go. Getting a this is deal. not sponsored. Definitely not. Um, so how do people stay in touch? How do people follow what you're doing and all that good stuff? Twitter. Twitter. And we're <clears throat> launching a subreddit soon. Okay. So stay tuned for that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's not for us. It's for 360 screenshots. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. So it's or 360 screenshots. I feel like there should have been one a long time ago. I know, ago, right? Yeah. It's good that you're taking initiative to put yeah. one together. Yeah. Moderating a subreddit it takes a little. It's a full-time job, depending on how big it gets. So. Yeah. We're having fun making the CSS it looks pretty crazy. Sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, we'll we'll be in touch, guys. Um, thank you so much for being true scholars and gentlemen of virtual reality, as I suspected. Um, and yeah, I'll catch you around. Thank you.
Take care, Christia.